Gedvach. It's a, it's a tremendous, tremendous chus to be standing here and speaking. I, um, when Rabbi Katz called me and asked me if I would be shy for me to come speak on the Masih Shabbos, so I told him, I said, the truth is that Masih Shabbos are not a great night for me. It's after a long Shabbos. I normally have a lot of malka by me, which I'm going to write after this. I said, Masih Shabbos is really not the best night for me, but I said, I said something like this, which is a chiddish, something like this, which I don't, I don't know if it's ever happened before in Lakewood, very rarely in America for a woman to get together the Sheikhail to get together for the sake of being mechazik each other. But the concept of Breslov, of Nachman, of Nassin, and everything that, I imagine many of your husbands, your children, your families are involved in, is something which I told them is a Chiddush, and something which I think is very, very necessary. I know when I lived in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, in Yishalayim, we have it a little bit more, there's more opportunities. My wife went on, a, went on a trip with other women to Uman. There's more of opportunities for women to get together. In America, I think it's a Chiddush, and it's something that, Really, if not, uh, if not, come out, never happens. And I told him, I said, right away, I told him, I said, it's not a good night for me, but I said, without a question, I'm going to make time for it because I think that this is so, so important for people to get together, just even the, even the sake of getting together. Another you know, Rav Nachman in the last year of Rav Nachman's life, the last Rosh Hashanah when the Hasidim got together, Nachman was Nifter and Cholomay Tzukis, and it was clear that it was at the end. Although Rav Nachman was young, he was 38 years old, but it was clear that he was nearing the end. He was sick already for three years. And the Hasidim were talking to the Rebbe about the fact that the end was coming. And they said, what are we going to do, Rebbe, after Yenifter? What's going to happen after? We don't have you. You're the leader. I don't think anybody could have imagined in their right mind in those years that hundreds of years later, there would be thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of Hasidim all over the world. I don't think any of them could have dreamed of such a concept. And they said, Rebbe, what are we going to do without you? And Abnachman told him the following thing. He said, He said, when I'm not here anymore, I've already left the world. Abnachman said, Hold yourselves together. And then you'll have the ability to be kosher people. Then you'll have the ability to be anashim kshayrim. Not just regular kshayrim, but you'll be able to be tzadikim taivim. Abnachman was revealing this chassidim at the end of his life. That when he's no longer here physically to be able to give them the chizik that they need, the eight says, for people to get together, men to get together, or Hashem for opportunity for women to get together, to get together, when a person is lacking that ability to be able to have that leader who's there, who's physically, physically there, that the chizidim themselves are able to get together, to be able to mechazik each other, to be able to talk about what does it mean to be connected to a tzaddik like this? What, is, what, is the tzaddik, what did tzaddik come to the world to reveal? To be able to talk about maybe some of the challenges. And it was now, now is not the time. Some of the husbands reached out to me and said, if I can talk to the woman about the challenges of the husbands going to Uman for Shoshana, I don't think now is the time to talk about that, although it's a tremendous, tremendous chus, obviously. And it's, it will come, you know, the, the, there is a time for that and there is a place for that as well to talk about that concept, which I know is a big, big sigya by the men and by the woman trying to figure out exactly how to navigate family dynamics along with everything that it means, whether it's Rosh Hashanah, whether it can mean throughout the year, or Shabbos Hanukkah, or any time that the husband gets a chuka to go to Uman and to go to Breslev, it's, I know that, that itself is a sigya, which Hashem won't talk about tonight, but another time, but maybe more to talk about the Haggadah, to talk about a little bit, what is Reb Nachman? What did Nachman come to the world to reveal? I don't know anybody in the room besides my wife. I don't know, I don't know how learned people are in the Torah of Reb Nachman. I don't know, imagine many, many of you didn't grow up with Reb Nachman, didn't grow up Breslev. I myself did not grow up this way either. And it's something that I learned on my own and it's something that when I was thinking this week and I was talking to my wife about which Nakuda to talk about and how to be able to sum up 
something that's so big, something that's so vast, something that changed my life and, and hundreds of thousands of people's lives around the world, how to sum it up a one akuda for those that already know, and for those that maybe don't know, for those that are learned, those that haven't learned, those that have read books, those that have read Svarim. I decided to talk about one specific nakuda. And again, this is not the nakuda, but maybe this is a Pesach. This is an entryway into really everything, everything, the world which is called Ibn Nachman, the world which is called Breslev, the world that Ibn Nachman came to the world to reveal. Many think, and I think this is probably the biggest misconception about Breslev, that what Ibn Nachman came to the world to do and what Breslev Torah is there is to be a mechazic people, that when somebody's holding all the way in the bottom, somebody feels like he's in shaltachtis, somebody feels like things are not working well in their life. So there's a tzaddik who came over 200 years ago, and the tzaddik revealed the secret of ancient yish ba'ilam klal, that there's no yish and don't give up, and the Rabbanu Shem's with you, even in, the, even in the bottom, bottom place, even in the worst place you can find yourself, the Rabbanu Shem's there as well. And that's what the tzaddik came to do, to reveal the tzaddik was shog b'kol rash gadol. The tzaddik scream, ancient yish ba'ilam klal. And obviously that's very, very important. And everybody has moments where they go through that falling to the bottom. It doesn't have to look as drastic as totally falling apart. But everybody has days, everybody has moments where things are not going well. And the tzaddik's able to hold a person's hand and able to tell them, ancient yish ba'ilam klal. You can be mechazik yourself, you can pick yourself up, start again and again and again. Like Rabbi Nachman said about himself, you can start again a thousand times over. And many people think that that's the Indian of Rabbi Nachman. But if that's true, then it's only relevant to a certain part of a person's life. It's only relevant maybe to certain people. Somebody told me recently, he said, I know of a teenager struggling. He's really not doing well. He's going through a very difficult time. He said, I think the Torah of Rabbi Nachman would be, would be important for him. Somebody who didn't learn anything from Rabbi Nachman, wasn't connected at all to Breslau. His, concep- his conception, his misconception of what Breslau was, is Breslau is meant for the struggling teenager. Breslau is meant for the person that's falling apart, for the person that's life is not going well, that the tzaddik, there was a tzaddik who came along and as mechazik, those that are broken, all the broken is But it's not true. It's true, but it's also not true. Of course, it's true that that's what Rabbi Nachman came to do. Rabbi Nachman also came to the world for every single person. For every single one of us, Rabbi Nachman came to the world, regardless of whether our lives are falling apart or everything's going well in our lives. If everything's going perfect and our lives should look like they're great and everything's the way it should be, Rabbi Nachman has a lesson for us also. Rabbi Nachman came to teach us something also, not only when a person's all the way in the bottom. Rabbi Nachman writes in Terizayin and Tinyana, Nachman writes this in Terizamaches and Tinyana as well, that a real tzaddik is not somebody who just speaks to those that are brokenhearted. A real tzaddik is not only the person who's able to be mechazik, those are all the way on the bottom. That's important, but that's not all that tzaddik is. A tzaddik also has the ability to be able to talk to the people that are doing well, to talk to the people that everything's going well in their lives. When things are working the way they should, the tzaddik has a message for them as well. And I know that for me and for Abnasan who got into to the Rebbe and probably for everybody, from me all the way to Abnasan, everybody in between and probably many of your husbands, that was this message that we'll talk about in a minute is really what pulled them to Breslev. Not just the chizik of ancient Yish Ba'ilam Klal and the chizik where Nachman is able to pick you up even after you've fallen a thousand times, but there's something else that Nachman came to reveal that even if everything's going well, Nachman has a secret to teach every single person about how to really, how to really view life. And therefore, even if a person's doing well, a person's learning, and a person's davening, and their Avodah their Hashem seems to be going okay, and therefore one would say, what do they need to get involved in this for? What, what do they need this for? Why are they running after this tzaddik, running after this type of Torah? Why are they running to Uman? What's in it for them? I understand that the guy who's fry in Eretz Yisrael is running there because maybe this is going to be Mechazakim and make him, but why is my husband going to Uman? Why are the people that I know that are doing well, why are they going to Uman? Why is it tzaddik like Rabbi Yaakim Shechter? Should live long and be well. Why is it tzaddik like that? So Mekushat Rabbi Nachman. Why is it tzaddik like Rabbi Nassim, somebody who is a tzaddik, a guy in Nigla and Nister? Why is he going after Rabbi Nachman? Running after Rabbi Nachman 
with all of his life. Rabbi Nachman himself, when he was young, when he was in his 20s, had Hasidim or over 70 years old. So what is a 70-year-old tzaddik running after a 25-year-old tzaddik? What's in it that Rabbi Nachman was Magala to every single person, regardless of where they're holding? So Rabbi Nachman's Magala, Magala the following thing. Rabbi Nachman revealed the following thing. And this, I think, is, again, just an entryway into maybe everything that Rabbi Nachman came to reveal. Rabbi Nachman's Magala, Rabbi Nachman revealed the concept called Eschatshas. Well, again, as we said, Eschatshas means the ability to start again when things are not going well. And that's one aspect of it. But Eschatshas also means that I'm able to start again. I'm able to look at everything I think I knew already. And I'm able to look at it again with a brand new, fresh perspective. The Rabbi Nachman revealed that when a person is davening, and a person's been davening their whole life, and Baruch Hashem, they enjoy davening. Rabbi Nachman said he could have Eschatshas and davening. How? By recognizing that everything you thought you know about davening is just the beginning of the next madrigal. And everything you thought you knew about Shabbos is just one tita menayam. It's a tiny, tiny drop in what Shabbos means. And everything you thought you knew about what Yiddishkeit looks like and what it means to light the candles on Friday night, that's just the beginning. But there's so much more that's able to be revealed when a person's able to look deeper. And Amnachim was Magala, this secret, which is called Eschachos, which is meant both for those that fell apart and those that are doing well. The Rav Nachman said, There was never a Chiddush in the world like Rav Nachman. He wasn't just talking about himself. He was talking about the ability to be able to teach people how to be able to live constantly with his chachas. Rav Nachman himself made a promise that he didn't know anything. He said, I promise I don't know anything in the world. How? Because Rav Nachman said that anything I know already, I realize that it's only a tipa menayam. It's only a drop in the ocean of what the Rabbanu really came to the world to reveal. And everything I know, and I think I understand Yiddishkeit already, Rabbi Nachman said, yeah, but that's just the first madrega. And there's a madrega, a madrega, a madrega. And a person has the ability to dig deeper and deeper and deeper and to recognize that everything I thought I knew about Yiddishkeit is just the first madrega. And I can get weiter and weiter and weiter and I can work on recognizing that there's so much more to Yiddishkeit than I thought I already knew. Rabbi Nachman writes the following thing. Rabbi Nachman writes in Tanyana, in Terezayin. Rabbi Nachman writes that when a person's all the way at the top, when a person thinks that they've reached the pinnacle of their growth, the tzaddik has to reveal to them the secret, which is called ma. Two letters, ma, what is it? That Rav Nachman said that when a person's holding all the way at the top, the tzaddik tells him, ma, what is it? That anything you think you know and understand is just the beginning of, just the beginning of understanding. So a person says, I've been Shemesh Shabbos my whole life. So I don't need the concept of a tzaddik to tell me that don't give up and be mechazik yourself in Shemesh Shabbos. I know what Shabbos looks like. Rachman said, you don't know what Shabbos looks like. Do you understand what it means to ichal on Friday night? You understand what it means to light the candles on Friday night? You understand what it means to have Shabbos that's oisi beinu beinu bein bein Yisrael? Rachman said there's deeper and deeper and deeper levels. Rachman writes in Lekut Yimran, in the Pesach of Lekut Yimran, and the Akdamit of Lekut Yimran, he writes, every Torah in here is like another room in the palace. And a person opens up Lekut Yimran, and a person opens up a sefer, a sefer like this, and you read something, but Rachman says, as soon as you walk into one room in the palace, you see a door at the end of the room. And you open up that door at the end of the room, and you see there's another room. And you open up that door at the end of the room, and it's another room. Nachman said that the Sefer Lekutim Iran, and all of Yiddishkeit is like this, is a palace with never-ending doors. And a person thinks that they understand everything. And you think that, okay, I'm good at my Yiddishkeit. Things are working well. Nachman revealed, but there's so much more that a person can do when a person's capable of looking underneath the surface, of being able to see deeper than what your eyes are able to see. Nachman taught us that a person needs to close their eyes to seeing the outside world, in order to be able to see Yiddishkeit in a deeper way. That to be able to recognize that Yiddishkeit is not just what I've been doing on surface level. That it's not enough to just be from and just be able to be Mekhaim the Mitzvahs. I want more than that. I spoke to somebody, Mamish, this Friday. Somebody who told me that he knows a certain Rosh Hashiva, a very hush of a person, 
who Baruch Hashem is from, in his Rosh Hashiv, and Amagat Shir, somebody who's Baruch Hashem, keeping all the mitzvahs kiddik down, keeping everything that he needs to keep, being Makayim, all the mitzvahs exactly the way the Rabbi Hashem wants. But this Yid told him that he's missing something. He feels like there's not enough in his life. He feels like there's something more that he's just not doing. And he, hasn't, he doesn't know how to get to the next Madrigal. And this person told me that he told this Tzadik, he told this Rosh Hashiva, to be able to start learning the Sefer Lakutim Ram, to be able to open it up. And he said he came back a few months later and he said Yiddishkeit is different. His Yiddishkeit's different. He's keeping the same mitzvahs. And he's doing the same mitzvahs. And he's still going to davening in the morning. And he's putting on the same talis and tefillin. And he's saying the same words of davening. But they opened up, they opened up a new world for him. Now everything that he was involved in already is now opening, opening up, in a new, opened up in a brand new world. And that's what it means to have Eschatras. Eschatras doesn't just mean that I want to be able to start again after I've fallen again. Eschatras means the ability to be able to look at what I think I know and to be able to look at it with a brand new perspective, to be able to look at it with a fresh perspective, to be able to ask the question, ma, ma means what is it? There's a fascinating pasuk that we just read, now in this past week's parsha, and the parsha before, when it talks about man, that, chazat, that the pasuk says that when the man fell, Klaiso didn't know what the man was. And Klaiso asked Moshe Rabbeinu, they said, man, mahu, what is it? And Moshe Rabbeinu told them that the man is the lechem that the Rabbanisham sent down for all of Klaiso to eat for the 40 years that they're in the midbar. But the way that they called the man was, man who, what is it? And one would think that if that's what they called the man because they didn't know what it was, so once they found out that this was the lechem, this is the bread that the Rabbanu Shem is sending them down, let them give it a name. Let them give it a proper name. Let them call it lechem. Let them call it lechem from Shemayim. Let them call it lechem abirum, like the Pasuk in Tehillim says. Let them give it a name. They never, ever give it a name. The man is always called man. Man means what is it? Because the ability to be able to eat something that's godly, something that's spiritual, something that tastes different every day. Because I'll say that every day the man was able to taste different, that the man of yesterday didn't taste like the, day, like the man that tasted today. Lechem Ashunah, Lechem Mishnah, the Chazal Darshan, is Lechem Ashunah, that every Shabbos it tastes different than the Shabbos before. Because that's what man is. Man means the ability to be able to ask oneself about everything in Yiddishkeit. Mahu, what is it? I, I don't understand anything. What is it? What is Yiddishkeit? What, what does it mean to be? What does it mean to be connected to Rabbi Hashem? What does it mean to daven? What does it mean to be involved in Yiddishkeit? Man, who is that capability for a yid to be able to say, "I don't know anything," and I think that I already understand Yiddishkeit, but then I say, "Man, what is it?" The ability to be able to taste a brand new Yiddishkeit at every day, the way Klal Yisrael had in the midbar, only begins when a yid asks himself again and again and again, "Man, man, who? What is it? What, I don't understand it. I know it. I've been I've been from my whole life, but man, who?" What is it? When a yid is able to ask himself again and again and again, this question Rabbi Nachman said, which is ma, what is it? And he is able to say that, to come with a fresh perspective, to be able to be open to hearing a new perspective. On Yiddishkeit, then a person's able to live with the secret of his chachos. Then every day is a brand new day. I'm not living Shabbos because I lived Shabbos yesterday. My Shabbos is not the same Shabbos as my father and grandfather and great-grandfather. Every Shabbos is a brand new Shabbos. Every time that I'm involved in a mitzvah, it's a brand new mitzvah. It's not the same mitzvah that I did yesterday. It's not the same thing that I did yesterday. Yiddishkeit is not the same as it was a year, 10 years ago. Every day is brand new because I begin every day with the question of mahu. What is it? I'm open to hearing that what I thought I knew, what I thought I understand is just the beginning. And there's more and more and more madrigas beyond what I'm able to see, beyond what I'm able to know. The first Tyrone Lekut Imaran begins with this concept. Ki ishi Yisraeli, every single yid needs to look at the seichel shakaldover to be able to look, but look in a way of pnimius, to be able to look in a deeper way at the seichel shabachaldover, to be able to get to the pinnacle of anything, to be able to recognize what's the nakuda, what's the seichel shabachaldover, 
and to attach oneself, uh, oneself, to be able to attach oneself to the inner workings of Yiddishkeit. This is where Nachman came to the world to reveal. The secret of Ischachos, both for those that are all the way in the bottom, to teach them the secret where Nachman calls that the Rabbanishim is everywhere, even when things are not going well, the Rabbanishim is there, but also when a person is all the way at the top. The Rabbanishim came to the world to reveal that even if Yiddishkeit is going well, but ma, we have to be able to ask yourself the question of what is it? To be able to search deeper, to be able to look weiter, to be able to recognize that there's more to Yiddishkeit than I thought I knew. That I don't just want to be from because my father was from, my grandfather was from. I want to do more than that. Shtet in the Shla Kaddish, the Shla writes on a Pasuk in, in Az Yashir that we also just learned last week. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, the Klai Yisrael, when they had the greatest Giluyim of Zekeliva and Veyu, they said, Zekeliva and Veyu, Elikei Avi, the Shla says, Zekeli, if the Rabbanisham is my Rabbanisham, Zekeli, Keli means my Rabbanisham, Ve'anveyu. Chazal Darshan, the word Ve'anveyu, Anivahu, that I'm able to have a unique personal relationship with the Rabbanisham. If it's Zekeli, if I work on figuring out how Yiddishkeit could be my own, if I work on trying to dig deeper, to try to say, yes, I know how to be from, and I know how to keep all the mitzvahs, and I know what it means to keep the mitzvahs, but I want to be able to dig deeper to make Yiddishkeit my own, to be able to have a Kenyan and Yiddishkeit, if it's Zekeli, then ve'anvehu. Then it's anivahu. Then I become one with the Rabbanu Shalom. Then I'm able to have a real, personal, deep, intimate relationship with Hashem. But if it's only elikei avi, zakti shlof, it's only the Rabbanu Shalom of my father. If the only reason why I'm from is because this is what they've been doing in previous generations, then the passage continues, varoimimenu. Varoimimenu means I'll exalt him. Varoimimenu means he's exalted. He's beyond me. He's distant from me. Zekeli, if he's my Rabbanu Shalom, va'anvehu. It's anivahu then I'm one with the Rabbani Shalom. But if it's only a Lekei Avi, if I'm only doing this because I did this yesterday and two days ago and, tw- and two decades ago and this is my p- parents and grandparents and generations have been doing this, then it's not, then it's not Va'an Ve'yu. Then it's not an Ivahu, it's just a Menu. It's just something which is exalted, something which is distant from me, something which is beyond me. And Nachman taught every single person this secret of Ischachos. It's what, caught, it's what got, got Rab Nassim Rav Nachman's main Talmud to come running after Rav Nachman, even though he knew everything about Yiddishkeit. He knew how to learn Bavli and Yishalmi and Sifra and Sifri and Zerah Kaddish and Kisferi. He knew all of that already. But he was able to see that here's a tzaddik who's revealing to me something new, something that I didn't know, that I thought I knew already, and I realized I didn't know anything. That I was, thought I was at the top madrig, I thought I was the greatest person, and Rav Nachman reveals ma, that you can ask yourself, man, who, what is it? To recognize that there's so much more there that a person is not able to see. To be able to live with the secret of the man. The man means that every day it tastes different because every day it begins with that question of man, who, ma, who, what is it? This is why Rav Nachman made such a tremendous emphasis on the concept of ratzen, talking about, the, talking about working on one's ratzen. That the main avoider Rav Nachman said is not just to make sure that my actions are doing, are doing what they need to be doing, that in the world of action, I'm doing what I should be doing, but in the world of ratzen, that my desire is also in the right place. Why? Because Ratzin also has the capability to be able to open up new doors. The Sfasemis reveals to us that the Pasuk says, say this every day in Ashrei, three times, in Ash, three times a day in Ashrei, Hashem opens up his hands, He gives to all living Ratzin, based on the Ratzin that they have. That if a person has a Ratzin to know more, to want to understand more, to dig deeper, to know Yiddishkeit in a real way. If a person has a Ratzin to be able to have a real relationship with the Rabbanu Shalom, then but it's all based on the Ratzin that a person has. The greater the Ratzin is, the greater the Rabbanu Shalom gives. And when a person says to themselves, I'm good, 
Everything's good in my Yiddishkeit. I'm keeping all the mitzvahs. I'm not over any lavin. Baruch Hashem, I'm involved in Tzor Meirah. Everything's going well. And Hashem says, okay. So if everything's going well, then the Hashem doesn't continue to give. But when a person says, I want more than my Yiddishkeit. I want to know what Yiddishkeit really means. I want to know what a Shabbos means. I want to know what it means to sit by a Shabbos suda to understand the, to understand the, the, the halakite of a Shabbos suda. I want to know what it means that when a woman lights candles, lights Shabbos candles, what is bringing to the world the light that is bringing to the world. I want to understand what's taking place when I'm involved in the Yiddishkeit that I'm already involved in, that a Yid's able to get to that level of zek keli va'anveyu. Hashem gives you everything based on the rotsen that a person has. This is the secret of Rav Nachman. The secret of, again, this is the Pesach for everything. It's the Pesach for the reason why Rav Nachman focused so much on Hasbaididus. Hasbaididus is the same thing. That I thought I knew myself, and I think already everything's going well, I think I understand myself, but if I have the ability to spend time alone with myself, to be Hasbaided, me and the Rabbanish Shalalam, then I realize that everything I thought I knew was just, just the first Madrega. And I'm able to dig deeper and get more internal and be able to understand my life better, my relationship with Hashem better. What are the challenges in my life? How I can be able to overcome those challenges? That's what happens when a person has a spite of this, that I stop and I'm able to internalize things. I'm able to live life on a deeper level, not just running and running and running. We live in a generation where there's so much movement happening. And a lot of the movement, Baruch Hashem is good. People are moving from place to place and there's a thousand things going on and you have to run for the babysitters and run to pick home and you run to make supper. There's a thousand places to run, a thousand things to do. But Rabbi Nachman revealed to us the secret of being able to say, okay, but I need to also take time to be able to say, mahu. Manhu, I want to be able to taste the man. I want to be able to make a Yiddishkeit that's alive, that's vibrant, that's, that, that's filled with life, filled with chiyas. To be able to live with this chadshah. not to just say, okay, I'm on a path, I'm on a hamster wheel that I've been on, I'm just going and going and going. I want to stop. I want to be able to dig deeper to understand what's taking place. This, doesn't only, this is not only true when it comes to Yiddishkeit. Obviously, this is maybe, maybe, maybe the most fundamental nakuda. The Nachman came to the world to reveal that in Yiddishkeit, a person has to be able to understand what I'm looking for. And like I said, this is probably what, you know, I'm sure many of you have asked your husbands, you know, what, what attracts you to the, to the world of Breslev? What attracts you to the world of Rav Nachman? It's this Nakuda. I could talk personally, I could talk probably for many of your husbands that I, I probably know, I just don't know who's, you know who's matched up to who, but many of your husbands that this is the Nakuda that attracts so many people to Rav Nachman. Not just the Chizik and to be able to start again, but to be able to say, I've been for my whole life, Baruch Hashem, everything's going well. But here's a tzaddik who came along who taught me how to be able to see the world in a deeper way. To be able to see my life in a deeper way. To be able to see Yiddishkeit in a deeper way. And every room that I move into, I realize that I'm just beginning, it's just a madrega. And you can sit on a turn Lukutiman again and again and again and again. And all of Yiddishkeit you can sit on again and again and dig deeper and deeper and deeper and recognize that there's so much there underneath the surface. But it doesn't, it's not only true when it comes to Yiddishkeit. Menachem also revealed, it, revealed the secret when it comes to other people as well. Rabbi revealed the famous Torah of Reish Pei Beis. Rabbi talks about the words of Nakuda Taiva, that I have to be able to see the Nakuda Taiva in somebody. And where Rabbi spoke about it, he spoke about it maybe in the most extreme example of being able to look at even a Russia Garua, even the worst person, to be able to find a Nakuda Taiva. But it's not only true when it comes to the worst person. It's also true about every single person that you're in contact with to be able to find a Nakuda Taiva. That if I think that I understand my friends, if I think I understand my spouse, if I think I understand my children, if I think I understand the people around me, and therefore I already have figured them out and already understand who they are, so then I don't have the ability to have eschatos. Then I've already understood my kids, I've already put them into a certain box, I've already understood my spouse, everything's very, very exactly, this is the way it is. But I'm not gonna reveal that if you want eschatos, if, if you want your relationships to be alive, to be filled with vitality at every moment, you have to be able to sit, you have to be able to dig deeper. 
You have to be able to see that I don't really, I don't really know the person, that I'm involved in a process constantly at every moment of my life of getting to know the people that I thought I already knew. That I'm not, I don't just say, okay, the marriage is the marriage and then the marriage just goes, that there's a point in the marriage where we got married and then it just goes that way for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and it remains. I know the person that I dated and that's the person that I dated and this is who it is and then it's in a box and it's stuck frozen that way. I'm not going to reveal that if you want a schachas in anything, in any relationship, it all begins with asking the question of mahu. What is it? To be able to say that I'm humble enough to understand that I don't know the people around me, that I don't know my friends, I don't know my spouse, I don't know my children, that even though I think that I'm so smart, I can understand exactly this child is this personality, and this child is this personality, and they struggle with this. But if I'm open to be able to understand my children, to be able to hear them, to be able to ask them the question of mahu, to be able to ask my spouse the question of mahu, to be able to ask my friends the question of mahu, that I'm able to find a kudis taivis that I never knew were there before. That I'm able to understand people in a way that I never was able to see them before. I'm able to see them in a brand new light. And then my relationships with my friends are not just, okay, this is the same relationship, I know all their stories already. So then the friendship's over because they told me their stories, I told them their stories, and there's not much more to the relationship. But if I recognize that I don't really understand people, that everything I know that I think I know about a person is only the first layer of the person. But the same way in Yiddishkeit, if a person understands that you can close your eyes and, and see deeper, and you can dig and see deeper and deeper and deeper, and in Oibak and Yiddishkeit, it's like that with people as well. And people are very complex. And I think I understand my children and my spouse and my friends, and then I say, wait, but there's more, there's more to the story. There's more underneath the surface, and there's more that I'm able to see that when I ask the question of Mahu, when I'm humble enough to say, I don't understand, and I don't know you, and I haven't figured you out, and I don't understand you 100%, that I'm able to say, okay, so now I can, now I can get involved in a, in, in a greater and more deeper relationship. And on the outside world, they say that the greatest, the greatest sign of a, of a good relationship is when you're able to finish each other's sentences. It's like in the Gaish world, that's like the spitz of, of, of a relationship is they've been married so long that wife starts one sentence and the husband finishes it. The truth is, it, it's the worst type of relationship. Because if you think that you already understand everything your spouse is gonna say and you're not, you're not willing and waiting and be able to say, what are they gonna say? Mahu, what, then you're not able to say, I don't know everything that's going to come. I don't understand every step that my child's going to take. I don't know exactly where my kid's going to end up and where my wife's going to end up, where my husband's going to end up and where my friends are going to end up. I don't know everything about them. And I can't say that right now I can sit there and dictate where they're going to end up. I don't know. But I'm open to be able to hear Mahu, what is it that my relationship has as chachas. If I could finish the sentence that the other person's saying, that's a stale relationship. That means I know it already. I know the person already. I know Yiddishkeit already. I know the people around me. So everything's stale. Yiddishkeit's stale. My friends are stale. My, my marriage is stale. My relationship with my children is stale. Everything's stale because it, it is what it is. It's stuck in a box. It's a secret of what happened to Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is very involved in that world of mummifying, mummifying people, which means you take a person and you mummify that you put them in one place and they're stuck that way forever. And that's the world of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim means a Mitzar. Mitzrayim means that you constrict people, that you take people and you put them between Bena Mitzarim, between two walls, and you say, this is who you are, and this is who you have to remain. In my eyes, in my, the way I see you, this is exactly the way you're gonna be. But if a person knows the secret of Mun, if a person knows the secret of Ma, so then Yiddishkeit's not stale, my relationship with people's not, everything's new. Because everything, everything I'm always asking myself the question of Mahu, what is it? I'm open to be able to see what it is. I'm not saying themselves at a Pel de Gazach one time. Rambam said that I can say a pshat in the most difficult Maram Shif in all of Shas. One of the one of the mafarshim on Shas. He could say he said Baruch Hashem he was a Tamar Chacham. He said I could say the uh, could say a pshat in the most difficult Maram Shif. But Rambam said I would never dare say a pshat in another yid. To be able to touch up another yid, to be able to say that I understand another yid, Rambam said that I would I would never do. To be able to say a pshat in all the svarim, Rambam said I have no problem doing. But to be able to say that I understand another yid and I could touch him up that this is who he is. 
Nassim said that I wouldn't do. Because Rav Nassim knew the secret of his chachas. Nassim knew the secret that Rav Nachman came to the world to reveal the secret of Ma. That when I think I understand something, I say, okay, but there has to be more. There has to be more to what's taking place underneath the surface. This is just the beginning, but there's more and more and more and more. And Yiddishkeit is not stale. And my relationship with people is not stale. And my, my, my life is not stale because at every moment I'm living with the concept of Eschatshus. At every moment I'm starting again and again and again. And what I thought I knew yesterday is just the beginning of what I'm going to know today. That yesterday's highest madrega is just the beginning of today's madrega. That every day I start from where I left off yesterday and I move up and up and up in the ladder. Rav Nassim knew that secret and therefore Rav Nassim said, I can't give a taichin another yid. Because I have to always be asking them, Ma, Mahu, what is it? To understand them deeper, to be able to look deeper. This is perhaps, we'll just end with this, this is perhaps also the secret of what takes place. Shabbos and Varchim, Chaydesh Adar, Chaydesh Adar Rishon, what takes place in an Ibr Yar. In Ibr Yar, this farm explained to us that an Ibr Yar is a meeting of the, two, of the world of the sun and the world of the moon. That because of the way we count by the lunar calendar, there's going to be discrepancy between the sun and the moon. And Pesach is not going to fall out on Chaydesh Aviv. Pesach is not going to fall in the springtime. And therefore, every couple of years, we need to add another month in order to be able to be miyachet the sun and the moon together. In order to be able to bring the sun and the moon together, every couple of years is an Ibriyar, we have Chaydesh Adar Aleph and Adar Shani, there's two months of Adar. Which means the whole secret, this worm explained to us, of what happens during Chaydesh Adar, the first Adar is that we're meeting together the sun and the moon. The sun represents that world of thinking that I know everything. The sun is complete. The sun never loses any of its light. The sun is 100% complete. The sun comes up every day and it looks exactly the same every single day. But the sun needs to learn from the moon the secret of Eschatshus. Not just Eschatshus to be able to start again after, the, after it got all the way so small that you can't see it again, but also to recognize that if I want to really be able to live a life that's filled with vitality, if I want to really be able to live a life that's filled with Eschatshus, I have to be able to know that when I think I reach the top, it's just the beginning of the next Madrega. I think that the moon is full and therefore everything's done. So I look at the moon and I say, oh, it's finished. That, that's, the, that's the sense of completion. The moon says, that's not completion. You just, you knew me this month. And then there's a whole other world that's coming in the next month. This is Adar Aleph, and then there's Adar Shemi, and then there's Nisan and Ir. The moon says, you don't understand me 100%. That it looks full and it looks complete and it looks like the picture is perfect. The moon says, yeah, but there's more, there's more, there's more. You have to be able to dig deeper underneath the surface to be able to see things in a more of a clearer way. And therefore the sun and the moon come together. The sun teaches, the moon teaches the sun that you can't always be in that world of just everything's perfect, everything's full. And you think that you understand the whole picture that the sun comes up and the sun goes down and everything's perfect. The moon teaches the sun that you have to be able to be mischadish constantly. You have to be able to start again and again and again. To be able to look at Yiddishkeit and say, what is it? I don't understand anything and I want to know more. I want to be able to read Svarim. I want to be able to ask my husband. I want to be able to listen to Shiurim. I want to be able to do whatever I can to be able to understand what it is that Yiddishkeit is. What does it mean to be able to be involved in Yiddishkeit? What does it mean to be a Yid in 2020, in 2024? What does it mean to be a Yid living in Tafshin Pei Dalid? What does it mean to be a Yid who's, who's a from Yid? Living, trying, what does it mean to have a Tzipiyah Yeshua to wait for Mashiach? What does Mashiach mean? What, what am I waiting for? What is it in the To be able to ask ourselves these questions is the secret of our Mahman. And it really begins with there, and, and from there it goes to everywhere else. Because that's, that's the beginning. When a person understands that this is the secret of Rav Nachman, the ability to be able to close one's eyes to the physical world and to be able to see deeper, to be able to see all of Yiddishkeit deeper, to be able to see people deeper, to be able to see my relationships with people deeper, to be able to see everything that I'm going through in a deeper lens, then a person is able to enter into that world. And I think that that's what attracted so many, so many, so many people hundreds of thousands of people since of Nachman's Petira to the world of rest, of the ability to be able to see Yiddishkeit in a deep way, to be able to see the world in a deep way, not just in a way of, of external, 
like Rav Nassim writes, Nassim by Einav, to be able to put one's eyes and to be Megala the Atzmius of the world, to be able to reveal the essence of something, to be able to say that what I'm seeing is just the Chitzonius, it's just external, but I want to know more. I want to know what's underneath the surface. I want to be able to dig deep and to be able to, uh, to understand what's taking place. Nachman, uh, I'll end with, with one line from Nachman's stories, just because it's Kedai to mention at least a little bit of Nachman's stories. Nachman writes in the eighth story of a Maisa Barav Echad. Story of a Rav, a Rav who never had any children. The, the Rav finally ended up having one child. This Rav, this Chash of a Rav, only had one child after many, many years of waiting. He had one Ben Yachid. And he, and he raised him in the proper way. He married him off. The way it used to be by the wealthy people is that the son, even after they were married, they would sit in the attic and the father would take care of them and the father would take care of them. Whoever was capable would take care of them and give them everything that they needed. Here you have a Ben Yachid, a child, who's sitting, he's learning, his father's a Rav. Everything's going exactly the way it should be going. He doesn't have any daigas, any worries in Ruchnias or in Gashmias. Everything's perfect. He was learning and he was davening constantly. He felt that he was missing something. He felt that it wasn't enough. He was sitting and learning and davening and everything looks like it was going well. He has a good wife. Everything's going well. But he was margish that he was missing something. He didn't know what it was. He felt that I'm missing something. I want more out of my Yiddishkeit. He went to two of his friends. And they gave him an Eitzah that he should go to a tzaddik who will be able to reveal to him what, he, what he's missing. And the story goes on. It's a long story. The story goes on where all the challenges that they went in along their way, getting to the tzaddik. But this is the secret of what we're talking about. That a person, Baruch Hashem, things are going well. And a person can say, okay, so I don't need this. Everything's going well in my Yiddishkeit. I'm not all the way in the bottom. I'm not the person that, that I need to hear the voice of Rabbi Nachman saying, things are working out well. I'm from, and I've always been from, and things are working out well. But if you want to really be able to say that I, I feel like I'm missing something because I feel like everything I know is just the surface and I want to be able to know more and understand more and dig deeper, then that's the Eitzah, to go to the Tzadik, to be able to say that, okay, I want to attach myself to people that are going to be able to teach me things on a deeper level, to be able to understand Yiddishkeit, to be able to send people on a deeper level. That's the secret of Rabbi Nachman Torah. So Hashem should help. Just the gathering itself, like I mentioned in the beginning, just getting together alone is already Kadai. Just to get together, to be mechazik each other, to like Nachman said, to just to be mechazik each other together, but hopefully also to understand what the secret of Nachman is. That the secret is that everything's a secret. The secret is that there's always more than it looks like. There's always more hiding beneath the surface. And it's a secret that attracts so many people to that world. And Amit Hashem, those that already know should continue learning, those that maybe haven't had, haven't had the experience to be able to learn. There's so many, so many, so many books in English and there's so much in Hebrew if a person is capable. There's so much to be able to do, to be able to say, okay, if this is something that maybe my husband's into, my children are into, my family's into, maybe I haven't had the exposure, I didn't grow up with it, but let me, let me look. Let me start to search beneath the surface. Let me take out a book, an English book, maybe Nachman's stories, take out a, a Sipurim Isis, take out a Sikh Zaran. So to say, okay, I want to know. What is it? Or to ask your husbands, what is it? What, what, can you explain to me what a Shabbos Suda really is? What, what you're learning about? What's taking place underneath the surface in all of Yiddishkeit? Shem said, Elvis, we should be Zeicha. By gathering together, like Nachman said, he won't just be an Ashim Ksherim, but he'll be Tzadikim, that everyone here and everyone gathered in Mitzvah should become 
tzedikim tzedkani yoyisim mitzvah Hashem, and mitzvah Hashem we should all be zeicher that by trying to see Yiddishkeit in a deeper way, by saying that Baruch Hashem we have so much in our life, so much good and ruchnis and gashmias, but the fact that we have a chuka, we have a bikush that we want more, Hashem should be Hashem should give us a schus that because peseches yedechel must be a lachol chay rotzin, because we have that rotzin, we say that we want more, we're interested in more. Hashem should give us, Hashem should fill up our cup, and we should be involved in a Yiddishkeit, involved in life that's filled with vitality, filled with ischachos. Every day is brand new. They're able to get out of bed in the morning and say everything's brand new. I look at the world different. I look at my children different. I look at everything brand new. Brand new to be able to ask ourselves the questions of Manhu. Hashem will allow us to be able to have that sense of ischachos in every day of our life.